You are listening to Lady Talk Radio. I'm your host and friend, Stacey Ray. Each week right here, you and I are going to have those much needed, honest conversations about your creativity, your work, your womanhood, your ambition, and so much more. Really, if I'm honest, nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and let's talk. I believe ambition is not a dirty word. This is about self-mastery. I decided today I wanted to take the power back. back. Remain in love with life, knowing that despite challenges, there are always solutions. What would happen if we were all brave enough to believe in our own ability? What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Well, I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up because I've got some things to say. This is about, this is about self, self mastery. mastery. I'm enough, and I'm worthy of love and belonging and joy. Let us work at it together, starting now. Oh, Rochelle, I'm so excited to have you back on the show. This Thank is you. gold. Welcome back. Thank we you. had you on episode. We were just looking it up before we hit record because I act, it was so long ago. This girl's mind did not remember. It was in 2018 in January. So episode 39, if you want to go back and listen to that one after you listen to this one with Rochelle Kaler. And it was, I remember all I, you know, my memories of you as I've kind of known you and just, we haven't gotten to hang out a ton in person, but I feel like just witnessing your work online and getting to Mm -hmm. get to know you in, in community spaces and stuff, you are really the true embodiment of support and grace and compassion and just helping women and my hunch is probably men too at times just come back to themselves and I'm so excited to have you on the show today a because I am a hot mess today (laughs) I'll just start with that Um, because I don't know it I don't know any other thing to uh to do than to be honest on this show so I mean I'm a hot mess so I'm glad you're here (laughs) and and I know we're going to talk about something so important because a couple weeks ago, I saw a post on your Instagram and it actually stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk a bit about that because I feel like you're bringing such a grounded, clear way of people understanding how to work with their own femininity and their inner child and human design and all these other things that you do. So maybe before we dive into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're currently focused on learning and, and supporting people with? And I'm going to take a big sip of my matcha while you do that. (laughs) Nice. Um, Well, thank you again for having me. I'm I'm actually curious to go back and listen to the 2018 and see how far both of us have grown since then because, oh my gosh, it's probably so different. Even our tone of voice is probably different because of how much we've grown and I've seen you grow as well. And so it's been a beautiful kind of Thing to witness and experience and also like maintain our connection throughout the years too has been always really supportive and I, I also see you as incredibly supportive in this industry so thank you for also like being and staying in my world throughout this tumultuous time and throughout just yeah all the years um but yeah to get back to your question um I'm a holistic femininity coach I'm also a professional therapist and really what I say to most of my clients is I'm just ultimately a conduit for transformation and for their transformation. I really support soulfully led women to feel empowered in their feminine energy 
And often that looks like kind of recreating safety within the body, safety within their inner child, and also really understanding masculine and feminine dynamics, how we communicate, and then tapping into energy and body work and healing, mixing in little tidbits of their zone of genius through human design as well. So it's kind of a fun amalgamation. And I love like the word you said was like kind of a grounded way. Um, And I love that I come across that way because I kind of approach life that way through spirituality and through all these different modalities. It's like, okay, and how are we going to make it practical? And how are we going to really get to the root of the healing pieces? And I think, you know, that leads into that post that you were saying, because again, it's like, we can float up in the ethers about theorizing what femininity is and that energy is but it's a different place when we actually like embody it and it brings up a lot a lot a lot a lot oh my goodness yeah and it's interesting because I feel like the conversation around our feminine and masculine has becoming more and more prominent over the past let's say five years I feel like it became Mm -hmm. like a big conversation in the online coaching space I think a lot of women were noticing these patterns in themselves in their you know relationship to their work and their relationships and their home life and all this kind of stuff and how to sort of like drop into that space I know that was huge for me because I tend to operate a lot in my masculine with my work and stuff and learning to kind of like dial that back and I'm just gonna I'm gonna actually read your post because it actually was like it was so so clear so sure let's go there let's go there okay so uh I'll put obviously I'll put Rochelle's Instagram in the show notes so please go follow her she posts amazing stuff uh so it says so you want to start being in your feminine but do you have support to work through your trauma next slide is tapping into your feminine requires embodiment which can bring up a lot of stuck emotions Tapping into your feminine requires you to be seen, which can bring up a lot of stuck fears, which is why it is important to honor your inner child so that you can release the past hurts, pain, and shame to feel freedom. And it's interesting because when I read this, I thought, wow, you know, we talk about all these different aspects, like the feminine embodiment, the trauma, the inner child, the fears, and it's almost quite disjointed how we Mm -hmm. talk about it. Like it's all these isolated things. And I don't know if if y'all relate, but I definitely feel like I got a lot of tabs open in my life. And so when I'm like, Ooh, this is a lot of different things I need to focus on or heal or understand or learn. Right. I'm also a manifesting generator. So usually I'm down to learn all those things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I, you know, it can feel overwhelming. And I feel like the way that you laid this out really showed me like, wow, wait a second. Okay. Why am I hanging out in my masculine a lot? And maybe let's just go to the beginning here for anybody who, you know, doesn't really understand what we're talking about, feminine and masculine. Do you want to give like a little kind of overview on on your feels and thoughts on that? Sure. Um, first of all, I view masculine and feminine as essences. And they nice. are kind of a flavor that we all carry no matter what gender that you are. And mm-hmm. it's about finding a unique balance that feels good for you as an individual. So human design and masculine feminine lingo is just a language to help you understand. And sometimes it helps us grasp certain 
theories better in our minds. And so what I like about masculine and feminine is it understands the polarity. So it understands the two sides, you know, the yin, the yang, that type of thing. And so masculine, generally speaking, we view as the more grounded, anchored, disciplined leader, um, just that really solid sort of rock in a way, almost like the banks of the river to the river and the feminine energy again, generally speaking, is more in flow and her feelings surrendering to the emotion. It's more spiritual, sensual in the body. Um, it's just a different sense. It's a feeling. And then it's like, how can we as couples bring those energies together? Because again, it just depends on what your unique essence is, because we mix both all yeah, the time yeah. and how do we bring the flavors into our business into our friendships into our daily life and it's really about anchoring and healing both because no matter what we've got stuff to deal with with our mom yeah and we've got stuff to deal with <laughs> with our dad and they typically represent one of the other to us and again in in, in my upbringing I would say oftentimes my mother presented more of the masculine mm -hmm. in some ways and in other ways, not at all. But my father was a bit more in his feminine where he's like verbal and in his feelings and kind of like you never knew what to expect with him. And my mom was always the anchor in the household. So similar to you, I spent most of my life thinking I had to be in that masculine energy. And that was what like a partner looked like that is what mm. support looked like and then I was burnt out tired and exhausted all the time and didn't really realize that I was allowed to have permission to like play and you know have pleasure even which sounds preposterous now when I think about it but it's just yeah. again it was very I had to be structured and I kept meeting these people in my life that invited chaos which forced me to be a bit more in my masculine energy as well when instead like I could have met them with their flow and ups and downs and been in my feminine too but I believe that I had to counterbalance that so sometimes with polarity it's almost so unconscious like how we quickly snap into our roles and so as, yeah. as a couple you got to find your own uniqueness within it and as an individual, you got to find your own uniqueness within it. So I like using them as as terms of understanding both sides. And then for me, what I've found is a lot of women really don't know what it feels like to be in their feminine anymore. Because, mm -hmm. again, there's been a lot of, like, push energy. And we got to, you know, generally, again, we got to meet the men. And we got to, like, show up as this strong powerhouse and, you know, power through and be the leader and yada, yada, yada. And sometimes that backfires because we're cyclical human beings and, yeah, you know, we are connected yeah. to the earth and we feel through certain things just in a different way. And that's okay that we're different. We don't have to match, mm -hmm. but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of shifts that changed and, and it was positive change in many ways, mm -hmm. but also it, it kind of had a backlash of, again, this sort of energy of women feeling like they have to push through now with a lot of masculine energy in the world. And so then what we're met with is, and this is what I hear a lot of with my clients is like, my my man doesn't know how to lead our relationship. I'm feeling unfulfilled. Or why do I keep meeting little boy energy? And it's like, because 
you're meeting him with your strong masculine and he just kind of crumbles in that in that essence yeah. and it's this it's just what we keep attracting and so it's a cool kind of language to understand what you're bringing to the table and what feelings and what energy you want to kind of show up in totally oh I love that it's so interesting right it's like it feels so subtle like just the 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 energetics of it but I love that point that you made about how there's been so much progress like women we have claimed in so many ways I mean we could have entire season about how much women have created this new energy for themselves in the world and claimed their own leadership and their own, you know, over their bodies. And I mean, that fight is still going on in a mm -hmm. lot of ways, mm -hmm. but there's been so many women showing up and, and really fighting that fight. And it almost to me, like, just as you were saying that, I was like, it's almost like we somehow started to think that masculine energy was more powerful along the way and lost exactly. that that appreciation and that, that knowing that the way that the feminine energy works is just as powerful and, yeah. and a match, right? There's no like yeah. greater than lesser than energy. And yeah. that was a huge learning for me. I found because, um, I tend like, I like that you pointed to that, that part too. Like we all have our own unique sort of percentage, I guess you could say, or yeah. like ratio that feels natural to us. Like I tend to have a little bit more masculine energy and I thrive in that space. But when I'm not nurturing and taking care of that, that feminine energy and allowing her to be an active part of my life, it, it, it is, it is a, it is a, a dumpster fire. <laughs> I'll put it lightly. It's a dumpster yeah. fire because yeah. I can hold that space for a little while until I burn out, get overwhelmed, get yeah. all of the plethora of things, right? And yeah. I think that was definitely a motivation for me to learn more about these things because I felt that hole in myself. And there's been nothing, honestly, more fulfilling than than getting to know the range of mm -hmm. who I am as a human being, you know, and like knowing that you're, you are in this energetic space and there's so much nuance to that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why I talk so to good. the empowered feminine, right? Because it's, mm. I think people view certain terminology as weak or less than or like vulnerability is strength. Surrender is actually a huge act of power. And a lot of what I do and teach is like, you think that being in your feelings means you're vulnerable and prepared for attack when really you actually when you're fully landed in your heart you're usually met if it's with the right person obviously they're not excluding abusive relationships but healthy relationships you're met with that other person's heart and vulnerability and then they're like oh my gosh you're so beautiful I didn't realize that this was on your heart and it just evokes more strength in your relationship and yeah. more strength in that kind of masculine energy that we just crave to just want to like let go of that need to control it and a big teaching for me has just been feeling safe and getting messy in all my feels and and not over identifying with it but just owning it like just being okay <laughs> with what sometimes you know feels like a roller coaster and not judging it as anything bad or wrong but just part of you know the cyclical nature of the feminine body but also the cyclical nature of emotion and and also mm -hmm. 
emotions ebb and flow. It's energy. That's all it mm-hmm. is. It's just a matter of how easy and fluidly you want to let it go through your body or not. Yeah. And most of us, like, <laughs> so you know, back to that pose, like, most of us are dealing with some stuff that's stuck from childhood, which is yeah. why, yeah. like, this work is not fluffy by any way, shape, or form. Oh, seriously. Whenever people are like, oh, therapy, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, oh, yo, you haven't been there then. Because <laughs> yeah. it is not, ha, ha. This is like, whoa, this is going to pull at every single fiber of your being to do that work. I think it's some of the bravest, most courageous, loving things that we can do is embark on those journeys and really start digging deep. When you said surrender, I think you said it's power or strength. Whoo. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. (laughs) It is an art of deep surrender. It is such an art. It is something that I personally struggle with a lot. And it's something I'm constantly being met with of like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, and surrender more and surrender more and surrender more. Like it is such an art. And I think I definitely perceived that as something that was like, you know, some people were really good at it or some people, you know, whatever. And I think my conditioning, it definitely, it definitely is a little more challenging to let go. And some, I'm sure many people find that, but I'm curious, like what, you know, many of the listeners on this show are there. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that all of us are dealing with some level of, you know, pressure or um, intensity. Most of the women who listen to the show are between like 20 to 40. These are like our years where we're just like digging in and we're mm-hmm. like going there and just like, uh, you know, even beyond that. But, um, and with the, the landscape of the past couple of years and how different it's felt, I've noticed that a lot of us are going into online business or trying to, you know, create different ways of, of bringing what we see for the world, you know, which, which brings different pressures and different things. Mm-hmm. And I know that, um, in like the online, like solopreneur and like entrepreneur space, I noticed that a lot of people are talking about embodiment and they're talking about, okay, I'm going to start embodying these things, or I'm going to embody pleasure, or I'm going to embody, you know, whatever. And what I found so interesting from your post was like, you said tapping into your feminine requires embodiment, which can bring up a, a lot of stuck emotions. And so I feel like sometimes when we're going at this, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It's like, we're going at this and we're going, okay, we don't necessarily have maybe someone in our corner like you who's supporting us through that. And we're just sort of hearing these things online or, or seeing these things and going, okay, I'm going to like, you know, learn a bit and start embodying and start playing with this. And then it gets messy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we find all these on these stuck emotions and traumas and all this stuff. Yeah. And then what I've seen, and I saw this in my own journey, and I've definitely seen this in a lot of women in my community where they start to feel like, oh, it's just me. I can't mm. do this. I can't go out and build this thing. I, I don't have it in me, right? Mm. And and I'd love for us to speak to that because I feel like just humanizing this and normalizing this whole experience, like we're all going through and finding these layers and it doesn't mean that you're not good enough or you're not strong enough or any of those things enough. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I'll say... I teach this and I still go through this and learn layers and unpack (laughs) layers because life is bringing us continued opportunities to grow with every single trigger we have. Mm -hmm. And why I say that it's really linked with embodiment and emotions is, you know, a lot of femininity work is about really safely connecting to your literal physical body because most of us have really abandoned that 
you know, mm. we, we put on clothes, we try to do the thing and then we're looking in them. We're, how many people like literally actually look at themselves in the eye, in the mirror and talk to themselves? Like almost no one. And then how many people actually look at themselves in the mirror, like fully naked and appreciate their bodies? Like when I tell clients, they're like, what? No, I can't do that. <laughs> Like, Rochelle, what kind of homework is this? It's <laughs> terrifying yeah. for people to do that. Yeah. It's terrifying. And so, you know, when you see these coaches online or you go to this beautiful workshop or attend a retreat and you're in this bubble where you're like, oh, all these women are doing this and you're feeling the good vibes and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, you took the course and you're doing the things. And then you try to integrate it back into your life when you come back to quote unquote normal. And you're like, why am I crying all the time? Why am I avoiding this? Why can't I do this? What's wrong with me? And the thing that I really want to point out is that sometimes, and I'm going to use a strong word there, but there's a lot of irresponsibility when we're unpacking the feminine energy Mm. with a coach who doesn't have trauma training or a supporter that doesn't understand trauma because there is literally not a woman that I have met that hasn't had some sort of sexual trauma, some sort of physical trauma, some sort of objectification, some sort of unwarranted touch or grope or comment, literally every single woman. And we brush past those like they don't matter. And then they get stuck in our body. And then we're like, why don't I like it when my boyfriend says that thing or touches me here and we totally forget about that thing that we just brushed past that happened to us when we were 14. Like it was, oh, it's just boys will be boys or it's no big deal or I'm fine, I'm fine. It wasn't a big deal, you know, and it's sitting in our bodies and our nervous systems. And so when we're tapping into this newfound power in our bodies, all of a sudden everything awakens and you're like, oh, I was carrying trauma here, I was carrying trauma here, I was carrying trauma here. And without the tools to actually process and integrate that and heal that, it's very dangerous in some ways. And really, yeah, yeah. yeah. And why there's an interwoven connection with the inner child, and this is my personal just learnings and connecting the dots, I kind of had this realization that um, pre eight years old, roughly eight, nine, ten, our brains haven't started developing any logic yet. So every single thing we process is through the lens of emotion. So from birth mm. to like eight, nine, ten, everything wow. is filtered through how you feel. So something bad happens, I feel bad, I am bad. That's what a child thinks. And so they don't have the logic to understand the scenario from a practical sense. So again, feelings create meaning, create imprints in our nervous system, create neural pathways, create sensations in the body, create triggers, and that just evolves with age. And Mm. what is feminine energy? Oh, just feel your feelings. Just tap into your body. Feel the emotion of it, right? And so this is why inner child work is so interwoven with femininity work because I believe that children are in their feminine essence for those first eight, nine, ten years of their life. 
And then really, wow. the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. So where we develop logic isn't actually fully developed till 25. And so this is why you see even teenagers taking big risks and, you know, being in their fields and everything is so like intense. <laughs> and it, it's just because everything is again filtered through feeling. And if we're filtering through feeling, we're filtering through our feminine. Right. So literally yeah. all those big, huge wounds that happen in those early years are healing as you're working with your feminine. So it's not Whoa. separate. Yeah. Whoa. You just like unlocked something there for me because I, you know, it, that's really interesting to think about it that way. And I just, as you were saying that, I thought, wow, I totally can, can remember different moments when I had things come up or, or those moments of like, am I crazy? What is going on here? I did this work and now all this other stuff is coming up, but it makes so much sense the way that you just explained it. And I, and my experience was like, almost once I started listening and really allowing what was there in my body to be heard and witnessed, mm -hmm. it was like all of these experiences, like you're listening now, holy shit, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's go to every single place that you need to go all at once. And there was kind of a, you know, a, a, a process for me to figure out how to work with those things. Thankfully, I had good support people in my life at that mm -hmm. point too, because I think what you said there too, like people, when we don't have appropriate containers or support systems or people who can hold us in that space. I definitely re-traumatized myself a couple times, um, working with people who just didn't have that level of awareness and, and didn't know how to work with me in that way. And, and we're trying to almost like force me out of my shell to heal these wounds. Yeah. And I was re-traumatizing myself and yeah. it actually set me back, which yeah. I think it, you know, was a great learning, but I think it's so important that we're talking about this now when the conversation is becoming really popular mm -hmm. around, you know, healing in this way and awakening yep. our feminine more and bringing these different embodiment practices and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not trying to like scare anybody, but I'm just saying like, Hey, you know, we want to be responsible with how we're navigating this and, and like holding ourselves in that with a lot of care because it's, you know, yes, it's beautiful work. And also, it's work and we need professionals to support us, you know? Yeah. And I, and again, yeah. it depends on what level of depth you want to yeah. take yeah. the experience. And also when you tap into the body at some point, you will need to tap into your emotions. And when you tap yeah. into your emotions, <laughs> you will want and need to heal your inner child. It's inevitable. Mm. You can't mm -hmm. like, awaken your heart and not talk to that inner child that's been sitting there going, yay, I want to talk to you. <laughs> Hello. Finally, you're listening. Because I don't, it's humans raising humans, right? So every, yeah. no parent is perfect. And also, even if they were, every child has their own lens of perception on the world. Perception. Yeah, Precisely. Totally. So every, everyone has an inner child that's like, please make me feel like I belong. Please make me feel normal. Please hear me. Please pay attention to me. And this is, this is why, you know, you want, you see the coach that's like, oh, tap into pleasure. Oh, tap into your sexuality. Oh, it's so easy to make money doing pleasure practices. And it's like, right. Yeah. But you've done so much work to get there. And if you are just scrolling through the wellness feeds of people on social media and trying to practice what their quick fix teachings are, it's it can bring up stuff. It yeah. can. 
And that's, that's where, you know, me and my therapist training comes in because that's where I see our nervous system get activated and we don't really realize it. That's where I see so many times where, you know, there's this huge, huge, huge desire for the feminine to be visible and be seen and be radiant and mixed with that is an immense amount of shame and fear mm. and like terror because I'm like, I don't want to be in the spotlight, but yet I do want to be in the spotlight. And why is this uncomfortable for me to like be so visible? And it's this dance again of healing your masculine and your feminine because most of us mm-hmm. at some point have been betrayed by both. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's, it's deep work. It's not, it's not scary though. I want to just clarify yeah. though. It sounds yeah. scary, but <laughs> at least working with me, we're fun. Like when we go into play and pleasure, like I tell my clients, like go buy a cake and eat it with your hands and play your favorite cartoon as a kid and go buy yourself a toy at Granville Island Toy Market or wherever and play in this energy. Don't stay in the heavy, like release mm-hmm. the emotion, then play. It doesn't have to be deep and dark and because an emotion really doesn't need to be in the body longer. As long as we don't make a story about it, it doesn't really need to be longer than like 20 to 90 seconds. Right. That's wow. how fast they imprint though. The meaning yeah. we make behind it sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And the oh identity so that we that. put with it sticks. Yeah. Why didn't we all get a manual for this whole human oh thing? Like, I you know, wish. Like we, uh, like, we just have this journey of figuring it out, which I appreciate too. I mean, yep. this is this is cool, the grand mystery. But, like, wouldn't it have been really efficient <laughs> if we got oh, a manual? Yeah. Like, you have an inner child, and you're going to have some different things and layers that you need to learn about your feminine and masculine energies. And when you start working for yourself and being visible and, you know, doing these things, it's probably going to trigger some of those things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it would have been really great. But all of the jokes aside, I'm grateful that we have, you know, these frames and these understandings that we can, you know, navigate and learn in our own timing. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's not for everybody all the time. You know, I mean, I think some people are on their journey and it is what it is, right? They're not, they're not in that space where it's time to talk about these things. And that's great. But my hunch is if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably either already playing (laughs) in that in that puddle splashing around or you're curious about it. And I think, I think, you know, what I appreciate about this conversation and how we've been going through this is, you know, like we said at the beginning, it feels sometimes like we can sort of tickle on these topics and be like, Oh, we're going to talk about femininity or we're going to talk about these things without really getting to the the nitty gritty and saying, Hey, you know what? Yeah, it is work. And there's, you're going to find stuff as you start exploring and to normalize that was really what I, when I saw your post, that's what I experienced was, wow, you know, this is, this is, we're all going through this. These are normal ways that we can experience these different layers of ourselves. And, um, I think sometimes having that reassurance can remind us like, you know, that we're all human, we're all moving through Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. And the thing is like, do you want to get to the root or do you want to just scratch the surface? And the way that I operate is, you know, I used to kind of go dip my toe and come back out, dip my toe and come back out, dip my toe and come back out. And then I was like, why does this same thing keep cycling back? Like, why do I keep repeating these same patterns? I thought I learned that lesson because I was like, yep, 
quick, 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 done. And I wasn't allowing myself or my inner child space to feel or space to truly like integrate. And this is a huge other component to this embodiment practice as well, because embodiment to me is living it, feeling it, being it, right? And part of that is integrating the lessons. And that takes however long it needs to take for the individual. Like, I wish I could tell you that there was a timeline for it, but we don't know. It's on how that person moves. It's on how that person communicates. It's on how those behaviors are taken. It's, there's so many components to it, right? And so without the support in the integration process, it can feel really lonely. It also can feel really discouraging. It can feel really like, am I normal? Um, or it can be like, why is this so hard? And it's like, you're just trying to become a brand new human being and learning emotional yeah. intelligence like a new language the very first time. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do it by yourself. And this is, I think, the other thing that we've glorified is this like hyper independence. And you don't have to always do it by yourself. Like part of the beautiful healing is actually when we do connect with, say, a partner and allow ourselves to be and play in that feminine and heal those wounds from our our family. And when we connect to our businesses and we're like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing for me. Okay, maybe I should hire a (laughs) business coach and support me along the way. And like all these components, Mm -hmm. we think like, we're so conditioned to feel like I'm not going to bother anyone. I'll just figure it out myself. Yeah. I'll read some books. I'll watch some videos online. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And good to understand like cognitively in our minds. But again, femininity isn't in the mind. And if you go into human design rabbit hole, no decisions we make is through our mind. Nothing. Everything is made through the body, whether masculine or feminine through the body through the body. <laughs> I've really appreciated seeing some of your Instagram stories where you talk about you were I think you were promoting an offering or something and you were talking about the different ways that different human design structures sorry I don't know the right wording but you know I'm a beginner in most things there that like you know I'm a sacral dominant is that what you say it sacral dominant sacral authority and yeah authority yeah and I would make decisions through like my gut feeling So you were speaking about like mine and then other ones. And I was just, I was totally in hysterics because I was laughing about how if we didn't know those things, you know, if I didn't know, oh, I tend to lean towards like, you know, more of that gut feeling. I actually remember many instances in my life where I actually was like judging myself for that, where I was like, oh, I should make more, you know, logical data based decisions. But I was like, no, this just feels natural to me to make to get that gut feeling and just go for it. Mm -hmm. And so if I hadn't had that context and understanding, I know very little about human design, but I do know that. And that has served me really, really well. And I was giggling because I have a few people in my life who are more of them like emotional, Mm -hmm. 
authority. So they, mm-hmm. they need time to make mm-hmm. those decisions, you know? And so I, I just would really encourage it wherever people are at on their journey with human design. Um, I feel like you share some really quirky and really informative <laughs> content about it. So I, I've been quite enjoying that. You've been educating me slowly in something that I actually feel like is quite complex, Very. Um, but I've been receiving little bits and pieces from you that have been helpful. And um, yeah, I was definitely giggling about that. And I think <laughs> the more that we know ourselves, you know, like if we were just to you know, just sum this up. It's like the more that we know ourselves and we understand our patterns and where our trauma is or where, how we make decisions or how we move through the world. It's like, it just gives us so much more (sighs) that, you know? Yeah. Because we get to hold ourselves in that unique way. And yeah, I just love that. I feel like that's really where I've come to with a lot of the different things that we can learn and and pick up along the way. Like there's so much out there in terms of personal Mm -hmm. empowerment and development and healing and all this different stuff. But I feel like if you were just to simplify, like you did in that post for me, you know, (laughs) and we just simplify and go, wait a second, there's layers here. And if I understand my frames and these different layers and how I can move through the world. It's like, it just becomes more graceful and easy. I find than you know, feeling like we're always grasping at the next answer, yeah. you know? Yeah. And to learn to also give ourselves that grace back too. Cause I think that's been my biggest lesson in life as well is, you know, I, I, I'm quick to offer it to other people, but then it's like, how do we offer it to that inner self that's been like oh my gosh I didn't get it perfect or like or I did something wrong and it's like how can we offer that space of grace to self in all of it as well as we're learning because really it's like we are constantly learning and we like you said we weren't taught this stuff and the beauty of growth is as we learn something new our ideas thoughts and way we operate change that's like that's the beauty of life really and Mm -hmm. so to recognize that there's nothing that's set in stone like even though we're using polarity mass and feminine nothing is black and white that's the beauty Mm -hmm. of also understanding like your unique essence and all of this and what feels right for you what language resonates with you and it's just this dance of being okay in the gray of it all. Yes. Yeah. Like it's all, it's all like, I love, I was just giggling to myself there when you were talking because I'm thinking, yes, we just had this entire conversation, but also it's nuanced, <laughs> you know, like, yep. and also it's gray area, you know, yep. like that's, that's the big cosmic <laughs> joke is like, uh-huh. yeah, we can have all these different understandings and get it. And also like none of it matters. <laughs> yeah. Yep, hundred oh, percent. It's is a such tool. A trip. It's a tool yeah. to help yeah. our brain grasp a concept, and it gives us a language yeah. to speak to. And then this is the frustrating part with this work: is someone's like, "But you said it's this way," and I'm like, "Yeah." And <laughs> welcome to real life, baby. <laughs> yeah, it can be this way and this way and this way too, and that's that's the uncomfortable thing of life. <laughs> Oh, it's so, and it's, again, it's like layer upon layer of teaching of like, Mm -hmm. don't get too attached to that because we, if we're attached to anything, it's like, we're not actually in that, that fluidity of life, you know? And that's, that's really where we live, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It can be frustrating. Don't get me wrong. There are moments where I was like, I thought I learn that thing and and then our judgments and perceptions (laughs) of like my gosh like 
presuming that someone, the way that they operate is one way, again, it's like my lens of perception on their experience. And then I'm like, and then you talk to someone else and they give you a different perspective and you're like, oh, right. That's the benefit yeah. of talking it through. That's the benefit of getting support to help you go like, is your story perfectly accurate? Maybe yeah. there's some things in there that you're making a lot of meaning from. Okay. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how accurate that is. Like I just, sometimes I'll show up to like a, a call with my, my coach or my therapist and I'm like, I am so certain, you know, I've got this like story laid out. I'm like, <laughs> this is what's going on. And by the end of the conversation, it's like the whole thing is like completely just completely different. Let's just yeah. say that it's completely different. I'm way back in my heart again. Mm -hmm. I'm out of the head swirling yeah. I was doing, but it can feel so true, yeah. you know, in that moment. Like when I come into the conversation, I can be so certain, like there's probably a tinge in me of knowing, mm, you know, I'm probably <laughs> hanging out a little bit in my ego mind right now. I'm probably a little bit triggered about something, whatever. Right. But it's, it's hilarious to me how quickly something can shift in our perception mm -hmm. when we have someone who can really see us and, yeah. and, you know, really reflect to us what they know about us and just help us kind of move through those yeah. kind of edgy moments. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. it's so hilarious to me. It really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> life is, you know, it's a reminder that life is about that connection piece too, right? Like yeah. we need, yeah. we need other humans to talk through this stuff with so that we can glean things that we wouldn't have had on our own because we can't see our own blind spots yeah if we could life would be super easy but yeah maybe can... in the next dimension yeah, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll just be able to see front and back same time <laughs> yeah yeah well and thanks the cool for having thing, this conversation yeah yeah oh, i think the cool so thing that's happening right now too i don't know if you've been feeling it but astrologically speaking we're going into a, a lot of feminine energy and like the feminine is really rising and that's I think why these conversations are so important to have and for me why it's important to share as well because like doing it from a grounded trauma-informed place as opposed to uh you know appearance-based place for lack of a better term yeah. um is so vital to really really like grasp the the depth of healing that can come from this work when we really yeah. learn to appreciate it and learn to appreciate that part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. I noticed a shift near the end of last year. And I mm -hmm. think, I mean, my experience of moving through really intense times is often, you know, it kind of, it kind of forces us to take a deeper look. And I really noticed that through the whole kind of COVID experience that yeah. a lot of us were sort of like going deeper or asking bigger questions and like sort of just filtering out what didn't really matter anymore. And I definitely felt that shift moving into 2022 where I just felt like it was all about like ease and rest and mm. no pushing and just like allowing ourselves to exist without yeah. explanation. Like yeah. You just get to exist and be yourself. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Like yeah. no more sort of trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like that kind of energy felt like it really dissipated. Mm -hmm. um, and that might just be for myself personally, but I started to see it a lot in the collective as well. I was thinking, wow, you know, this is really cool. So to hear what you just said about more of that feminine rising, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I think, you know, when you were sharing, I was thinking like, just being in order to receive as opposed to doing mm -hmm. in order to get 
right? Like Oof. such a different energy to it. That feels more exciting to me. Like all yeah. I need to do is be me and it'll just like, boop, here it is. Universe, like you yeah. wanted this, you know, you're going to get it. You trust and surrender. It's going to happen. Here you go. It doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs> imagine that like that's been my mantra for a really long time because I used to hold on to a really strong core belief that like I didn't deserve it unless I suffered to receive it or get it yeah like everything same I had a very similar one yeah 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 Yeah. or or like suffering and Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I've had it written on the top of my my notepad for a long time that I use every day that says life is easy for me And just reminding myself of that every day has been so rewarding, you know, just like it doesn't have to be, don't have to suffer or pay this huge price in order to receive what you want. This is the thing. And this is also like the energy that I bring in sessions. So even though we're talking about this really big, deep stuff, I believe we can learn our lessons with ease. This was my new mantra is like, I learn my life lessons with ease. I listen I see what's happening around me and I make the change with ease. Like mm. it doesn't have to be hard. And if it is hard, then maybe there's a different avenue or a different way in or a different route. It doesn't yeah. have to be so hard all the time, <laughs> which is sometimes it's what I tell people. I'm like, yeah. why are you making yourself like, why are you making yourself suffer like this? It doesn't have to be this hard. Yeah. I actually remember because it was so, it was such an intense pivotal moment for me. I remember the first time someone ever brought that into my awareness. Yeah. And it was like, it was, I was so shook. I think I was quiet for probably a few minutes after because I remember just sitting there like, because it was like everything clicked. I suddenly Mm. realized, I think the exact word she used was suffering. Um, You know that you don't have to suffer, right? And I just, I remember in the moment, like my whole brain was just recalibrating. I must have looked like I was glitching out or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? You know, cause the concept was, hadn't been shown to me before. I didn't actually have that awareness. I had always witnessed other people struggling and suffering to get what they wanted. It was just, that was the life that I thought we all lived. And suddenly it just clicked. Like I'm creating this because I believe that that's what needs to happen. And, and same with lessons. Anytime I would receive like a life lesson, I was like dragging myself through glass, (laughs) you know, getting the lesson versus I feel like just even that intention and that frame of life gets to be easy. We get to receive this just by being Yeah, like, it can be so much easier. You can move through these big ebbs and flows. Like they're not going anywhere. That's life. But you know, we're going to have those ebbs and flows and we move through it with more grace. And more ease. Oh, there it is. Let's do this. Okay, I've got this. You know, we don't have to burn the house down in order to receive the lesson anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we're moving beyond that that energy now, which is yeah. huge. Yeah. Which is it huge might... if you really think about yeah. it. Like yeah. collectively, I feel like that's been our that's been our vibe <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. 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 I I always mm. circle back to a quote that a beautiful friend of mine shared with me, and she says, um, life doesn't happen to me. Life happens for me. Mm. And when we think about it that way, it makes it easier to trust and surrender and allow and bring ease because then we're not 
the victim of circumstance. We're recognizing, oh, there's something in here I chose. And do I want to battle upstream to fight it, to stay the same? Or do I want, again, to recognize that this is happening for my evolution, for my growth, for my expansion? I call something in me called this in. And that's a painful, mm. painful piece with a lot of new ones in it because no one calls in trauma intentionally. But right. there's some deep soul lessons in there that give certain people depths of empathy towards other people's experiences. And if you can learn the lessons in there, it softens it a lot more. It really does. And actually, it's so interesting because I've heard that quote so many times. But when you just said it, I, I really I sat with that. I was like, no, really, like receive that. Mm -hmm. And it just hit different because, yeah. yeah, if we can zoom out, like, <sighs> yeah, that's good stuff right there. That is yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Easier said really than done appreciate... though, sometimes too. <laughs> it, well, yes, I appreciate that we're in this conversation and it feels really groovy and we're just, it's like, we're talking about the things we're not like in a moment of crisis and trying to take it on. So just to yeah. totally normalize that, if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I'm really in it right now and it doesn't feel that simple, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. I think kind of what you touched on earlier too, like it's that it's a process, you know, yeah. it's a practice, it's a process and to give yourself that grace. And yeah, I think throughout this whole journey of Lady Talk Radio, I've had this kind of standing experience that has always been really important to me is that people feel like they're not alone, right? Mm -hmm. So when they're listening to this show and they hear some of the reflections or the stories or the moments that we share or from experts like yourself or, you know, just all this different information that it's never about us preaching at you. It's about us saying like us too, you know, we get yeah. it. Oh my Here's gosh, some ideas, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, this has been my journey of embodiment is not holding any shame with my choices from my past either and the things and the lessons mm -hmm. I needed to learn from my past and also not over identifying with them anymore because they are my past mm -hmm. and it's like how do we then you know sit with the lessons and the learnings and then bring them forward and you know I'm if anything overly honest and transparent on my Instagrams and also with my clients as well. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm here too. Like, honestly, sometimes I kid you not, I will learn a lesson listening to some podcast hours before. And then my client is like, Hey, I'm going through this. And I was like, I was literally just Wait dealing a with second. this exact <laughs> yeah. same thing. Here's a real life example. Try it out because yeah. I kind of think it might work, but I don't know. I just literally learned this. So see how it lands yeah. for you in your life. Yeah. <laughs> like we're all humans on this journey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so fascinating. And I, I, I've recognized through social media how much we can pedestal people who are in leadership roles, like, yeah. uh, you know, different people. I, I was just thinking about Mel Robbins the other day. Uh, she's a powerhouse, you know, and, and she, I was witnessing something on her social media where I was thinking, wow, these people are really pedestaling her and forgetting mm. that she is also a human being. Yeah. 
She's got some great tools in her toolbox, right? She's got some epic support and that's available to all of us, you know, and it's not to say that she's not amazing because she is, but so are you, right? And it's like, yeah, I think we can sometimes get this distortion in, especially in the sort of personal space where we're wanting to learn and further ourselves, especially when we're grasping at solutions, right? We can think, mm-hmm. oh, these people have it figured out. But the truth is, is like, nobody has it figured out. No. <laughs> we just build our toolboxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? You're already floating through the mm-hmm. layers. You know, nobody's got it figured out. We just all have tools and we just practice and we keep coming back to ourselves and we keep meeting it meeting the challenge and just leaning in. And, and it's, um, I think that was really helpful for me to realize on my journey because I definitely had some really core wounds around feeling like I was the only one or Mm. I was the, you know, I was the fuck up. Right. And everybody else had it sorted out. And the Mm -hmm. more that I've dug into this work, I'm realizing, oh, hell no. Like Mm -hmm. we're all in this together, you know? And it's just so important that we, that we remember that. So especially in the day and age of social media where it's curated Mm -hmm. and we so like our brains are so used to seeing that as the new, as normal now that we don't realize, like, as I'm scrolling, I'm like, why do I feel worse and worse and worse and worse about myself when these people <laughs> yeah, are trying to help seriously. me? And it's like, oh, I'm judging myself or I'm feeling judged. And that's a sign to just, like, turn it off. Yeah. Sit with self. Yeah. Maybe, like, do an inner <laughs> child meditation to soothe that kid that's like, I'm never going to be good enough. Because, again... It sounds obvious, but I perpetually have to remind myself, like, I'm seeing the version of this person they want me to see. Yeah, social media is a beast like that. It really is. Yeah. And so, like, to give ourselves just, you know, to recognize that we're the human and all of it, and it's messy and complicated and confusing. Like, I do try my best to communicate through some of the mess that I go through. Because mm-hmm. I want to normalize talking about that and normalize vulnerability and normalize that, like, yeah, I can have my shit together and not have my shit together at the same time. <laughs> like, it's both. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be one or the other. And again, kind of full circle, but strengthen that vulnerability, strengthen that surrender, strengthen the emotions right? We have so much judgment around emotions, which means we have so much judgment around feminine. Oof. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, just when you just said that, I thought of this moment the other day where I was having, I was present to a lot of emotions that day. I was pretty triggered by a few things that had happened and I just had a lot of emotions. And you know, when you kind of hit the peak of the emotion where Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I can no longer function without being with what's here, you know? Yeah. So it was like, okay, I got to take a personal day. I got to take care of myself. I need to be present with this. And um, we had a few people staying with us that day. And I was really aware of their, um, I'll just say like, they didn't have their own awareness around their emotional processes. So they were looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. And I'm like, yo. So I was also you know, kind of protecting myself from the judgments, Mm -hmm. but I was so present to, and this is no shade at them whatsoever. I totally get where all at, where we're at on our journey. Right. 
but I could see how I was triggering them. And I was so clear that, whoa, that's not how I move through the world anymore. Like Mm. if I'm having a really disrupted moment that I need to take care of myself, that is my top priority. And that's what I need to honor. And I need to do, even if I'm, I've had moments where I've been like out in public and all of a sudden I'm like, yo, I need to have a cry. (laughs) Like I've had moments like that in my life. And, and, you know, I think I've been kind of the gift and the curse of like being a highly emotional person person it's like I definitely notice how confronting that can be for people Mm -hmm. and it actually makes me feel sad because I've I've definitely been challenged in my life to be honest about how I feel there's definitely moments where I want to hide it and I don't want to tell people about I don't want to be vulnerable about where I'm currently at Mm -hmm. especially in a work environment I find that's like a real edge for me yeah but I notice that I notice it over and over and over again people's judgments about our emotions And to me, what you just said is so, it's just so on point. Like our judgment about emotion is our judgment about the feminine. It's like, that's still in us. We're still, you know, moving through that. Our own inner child's emotions. Oh, which makes it really sad then when we look at that, because then we can have empathy for ourselves. We're like, oh, that's a little kid in there. That's just really begging for a need to be met. And why are we showing that? And would you ever... Yeah, like, would you ever do that to an actual child, like your own child in front of you? You would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, When you were sharing that, something came up for me, and I want to check in with you if you're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I would invite you to consider when you're having these moments around other people and in public, when you're feeling emotions, check in with your body and ask yourself, what percentage of this that I'm feeling is mine? Because you might yeah, be yeah. actually amplifying the feelings of other people around you. And that's also why it makes them feel uncomfortable because you're showing them something that they know that they're pushing down or not ready to express totally. yet. Yeah. And I've, I, as also a highly sensitive person and an empath, and this is also, if you're a sacral authority, you're not an emotional authority, which means you physically feel the sensations of people's emotions yeah oh a hundred percent we gotta check in and check our ourselves and go like is this really mine and it's okay there's nothing wrong with crying because you're feeling the pain of someone else but if you're identifying it as your own and thinking that it's your job to feel it on their behalf and that's usually unconscious by the way that's deep-seated in childhood as well i had to learn that one the hard way i'm still learning that one um, it's not our job to fix, transmute, to, to mm. feel on their behalf so that they don't feel bad so that we don't feel bad. Right. <laughs> if we Oof, can, if yeah, we can that's good. release that then, and recognize like, oh, like literally this week I had a client who was like in the thick of, I don't feel like myself. Everything doesn't feel right. Everything is heavy. I'm lonely. I'm tired. I had to isolate for eight days. My schooling's online. Mm. Everything feels lonely. And we we went and tapped into her body. And I was like, what percent of this feeling is yours? Mm-hmm. Or, or I said, what percent of this feeling is someone else's or other people's? And she came up with 95%. Wow. 95% was other people's stuff that she was carrying And then we released that and then focused on that 5%. And the funny thing is the 5% didn't want to go anywhere. The 5% wanted to be felt. 
So then we yeah. just felt through the feelings of that sadness and loneliness and grief and, you know, grief in having to be in isolation and grief of having school online and grief of, mm. you know, really trying your best to do the right thing these days. And, and we felt through that and we didn't minimize it or try to make it go away. We just honored it and felt through the body connected and grounded and she left and she's like whoa I didn't realize how much I had been holding on and how much I was feeling on other people's behalf and how much I needed to just be in my body again and how much mm. I needed to cry gosh that's beautiful and like what a lesson yeah. for life really as a reminder of like without judging the tears without judging the emotion just feeling the feeling and honoring the body and honoring the inner child which is honoring the feminine it's, again it's all mm -hmm. woven into one mm -hmm. <laughs> oh that's so good I, I honestly as you said that too I was like I think us, I was going to say us feelers, but obviously we're all feelers, but you know, some tend to more than others. But I think, you know, I'm like, I almost felt like I think for a lot of my life, it was my responsibility to process yeah, and like transcend. So as you were saying mm -hmm. that, I was like, oh, wow, interesting. Oh, yeah. I held that one. Real. I got something to go away with now and go and <laughs> chew yeah. on because yeah, that's totally revealing. And I think, um, my ability because once we learn more of this stuff, it's almost like I have this ability to now navigate these emotions. I, I think there's some some uh, some subconscious things going on there around mm -hmm. like, well, I can go and process this for you. Like, yep. <laughs> like as soon as you said that, I was like, hmm, I'm kind of curious about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a huge yeah. realization that I had because of human design is really understanding the empath and really understanding my sensitivities and also like healing the realization that when I would rush to fix or solve or take away someone's pain, in a way I was manipulating the scenario so that I didn't have to feel their discomfort and witness it. I just wanted to get rid of it because I get didn't want to feel it, yeah. that pain. And so in a weird way, I was like, give it here. I'll take it. Here's a solution. And then here's the thing. I was feeling like it was my responsibility to carry it. And then often I would get validated for when I was helpful, supportive, the caretaker, right? Because I did make people feel better, but they also weren't then feeling right. their own stuff. And then long story short what happens is then people project onto you going why aren't you carrying my feelings anymore all my life you used to and now you're not taking the blame for how I feel and it's your fault that I'm triggered and I'm like no 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 Oof. breaking that cycle layers no, 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 no. yeah yeah and that was so and this is a thing where I had to really feel the sadness of the recognition in that I wasn't doing that on purpose but how icky that felt to own like, oh, I would never want to take away or minimize someone's emotions. Like that was never the energy that I brought to it. But to mm -hmm. also like recognize like I'm not allowing that person to feel because I don't want to feel their feels. And mm. to own the fact that like that's my responsibility 
And even when someone is struggling or suffering, it's not my job to meet them down there. And it's also not my job to fix it for them. It's my job to just be myself in it. And it's okay to still get my needs met even when someone else is upset. Like to not minimize Mm -hmm. that voice, to not minimize my emotions to not overly identify with hyper independence and rush through like I'll figure it out myself oh it's 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 so multifaceted and it's so interwoven into kind of deep deep layers of healing and this is again because of learning that I have a wide open solar plexus which is the emotional center it's like so second nature for me to pick up on the emotional state of people that I didn't I didn't realize how sensitive I was. I'm so used to it. And then I'm like, why am I burnt yeah. out? Why am I exhausted? Why am I crying at this commercial? Why am I so sensitive? Like, where is this coming from? And and so much is absorbed. So much was absorbed. Um and so my journey in, in this life is to to have my own energetic and emotional boundaries and take care of my own energetic and emotional needs and also like not hold myself back because when we have that center open, we tend to be scared of conflict as well. And sometimes emotions and big emotions feel like conflict too. And it's yeah, actually usually fair. not to emotional authorities. They tend to be like, Oh, this tiny thing that you're talking about, and and yeah. to you and I, it's like, but it's huge. I feel it so huge. It's so, it's so intense. And they're yeah. like, I'm not yelling. I'm fine. And it's like, well, to me, you are. It feels really dense to me. <laughs> I love the nuances of life. Yeah. I feel like I had this vision just as we were chatting. I was like, you know, we might have to bring you back on. <laughs> And have like maybe a special guest if you guys are interested in that. I love it. One of you could come on. We could have some real time talk through some different life stuff because I feel like you're so you you have so much knowledge about all of these different layers. And I think it's just it's helpful. You know, it's really helpful to have these frames like we've been saying throughout this whole conversation. Like it's it can be so rewarding. Imagine, well, I do imagine, I do remember when I didn't have a lot of these different yeah. frames and it was, it was like being in a washing machine sometimes. Yeah. And you're learning right? all these so, new things coming at you and you're like, oh, is this the thing that's going to help? Is this the thing that, is this a tool that's going to help? And it's like, wow, it's so daunting, like 50 bazillion books is. in the self-help world. And you're like, where do I even start? And yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I have a lot of those books if anybody wants to borrow yeah, them. Me too, me too, me too. <laughs> oh man I hear you I think this was great yeah I personally you know when something sticks for quite some time with me because I move through things really quickly when something sticks for quite some time I know I've hit some sort of magic and I do think the themes that that I have been working with years around human design energy of emotions, the nervous system, somatic work, and the masculine and feminine understanding it with its interwoven connection to the inner child. Yes, they sound all arbitrary when you say them like that, but I hope that it made sense to the people listening today how they are interconnected and how deeply they're interwoven. And I will say that my clients that work with me on like go through the process and understand it because they're learning how to embody it 
together with me. And so I support them in like that journey of understanding each aspect. And at the same time, even though these are the baseline tools, every experience is also unique because every human is unique. And again, back to the nuance and the gray of it all. (laughs) We're back in the gray area, fam. Yeah, gotta get comfortable with the gray. (laughs) We gotta get comfortable with it. We do, we do. It's just part of life, right? I so appreciate you sharing this with us today. And it has been so much fun just to get to jam with you. And now I want to go back and listen to, what did I say it was? Episode 39? Me too. Yeah, I'm excited to do that. Um, Some of you know that I've been preparing episode 100. And so I've been listening back to some different episodes. And it's been so revealing to me and just really interesting about my own journey. Mm. And also (laughs) this show and where I was at different points and all of that stuff. So it's a good practice for me in uh, in honoring the different phases of life for Mm -hmm. me because it was definitely cringy in moments. And then I had to come back to like compassion and it's all good. And that's where I was. And you know, just all that good stuff. But yeah, it's been been a journey. Yeah. The things that we are like, oh, this cool new thing or oh, this is absolutely the truth. And you're like, sure about that anymore yeah (laughs) but my my feels is that this episode will will stay relevant because like you said I feel like um just this work and the way that you're exploring it feels really true and clear and and just it leaves a lot of space for us to evolve in our exploration of it too you know Mm -hmm. it's like we get to start here and not take it too seriously and it's not the end all be all but it's a frame for you to explore your life and understand yourself better which i think is really empowering so totally thank you for sharing with us today we're going to put all of uh all of rochelle's information in the show notes so go and connect with her because she's amazing and um i am really excited i do feel like we should do a session like a live session with one of the listeners bring somebody on here and we'll just jam out together and see what comes through i think that'd be super fun so if you guys are into that yeah speed coaching slash like yeah (laughs) human design reading slash like quick Uh, (laughs) and at the same time i don't believe in a quick fix so there's that yes So we're back in the gray, but it'll be fun. I think we should definitely do that. That would be a blast. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. And I just so appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing and just being here and supporting amazing human beings to walk on this journey of life of nuance (laughs) and the cosmic joke. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Just laugh a little bit about life and it makes it that much easier. Yep. I think matcha makes life better. Laughs you know comedy dogs. laughs and good therapy yeah. <laughs> and dogs and dogs yeah, yeah. And dogs yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks rochelle well my pleasure <laughs> it's been a joy thank you stacy ray